Hello, and welcome to Reality Blows. I'm Ashley Brooke-Roberts. I'm Nick Maritato. And this is a podcast all about reality television. Yes, it is, Ash. And on this particular podcast, Nick and I will be talking about... Don't even tell them what we're talking about. Why? Because I don't want anybody to turn it off. How dare you? You understand? <laughs> this How is The content you? of this episode might not sound good. Uh, if it's uh, just told to you, you have to sort of, it has you to have unravel. To roll with it. it has to unravel. Okay. Well, we're looking, we're midweek, uh, we're mid October this week, and the year is going by. Nick, how do you feel? No, I do not want to start this <laughs> podcast asking me how I feel in October. Are you pumped about Halloween? I'm very pumped about Halloween. I'm excited that next Halloween we're going to be in Disney World. You hope. Yeah, you hope we, we all are. hope it all. It all depends on my dad. Last week we took a uh, we took a tour of ABC Studios with Nick's dad, and uh, we saw the Good Morning America set. We saw backstage the ins and the outs of uh, all the shows that are shot in New York for ABC, and we also planned a Disney trip. It was pretty exciting. Yes, my dad works for uh, the American Broadcasting Company, which is owned by uh, Disney. Disney Walt Disney. Um, so we get to go there sometimes and look at the sets when they're not being used. Um, and so we did that last week. It was fun, but we primarily went there to plan our uh, second annual. I guess it's not annual because two years ago we went to Disney yeah. World. Every, what's every three years? Try triannual. No, no, that's three times a year. <laughs> I wish. Trinannual. But regardless, um, we went there to talk about it. So we may actually go to Disney again. I think uh, it next, might be happening. Next year. So that's good news for us. Bad news for you guys listening to this podcast. You know, someone told me, God, I wish I could remember who it was, but they listened to, I mean, they watched that uh, Disney dream wedding after they listened to the podcast and they were like, yeah, it, it was just an infomercial. That was their takeaway. Are you sure it wasn't my mom? Maybe it was your mom. And my mom told me and then I told you. So I told you. <laughs> I told you. I think it was an actual person. It must must have been because my my mom did that wasn't her commentary. My what was her commentary? Was, she was like, yeah, why would you pick that place to get married in Disney? Oh, which is that right. one like thing that the looked pavilion. Like, just looked like an American Legion. Yeah, looked like a hotel lobby. Right. Yeah. Uh, are we talking a lot about Disney because I'm wearing a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt That's exactly sweatshirt what's happening. Right that is exactly what is happening. I'm looking directly at you and you're wearing a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt. Um, I'm wearing a big uh, purple uh, Mickey Mouse sweatshirt, uh, non-hooded, and I was uh, going to leave the house in it a few minutes ago to just go get. You did some leave food. the house. You walked down the block and then you came back. Well, because I d I decided that we should probably record this thing. I mean, as you guys can tell, this thing is late. It's once again. late. We had like a we had a big snafu. Can I say snafu? You could say snafu, but if you're going to hint at it, you got to explain what the snafu is. We interviewed someone uh, for the podcast, and we have fingers crossed that we're going to be able to release that episode because it was so fun. But we're sort of in the waiting process to have them okay some of the things they said on the app because they may or may not uh, be worried about you know, confidentiality agreements. And so we are... And your I don't want to get anybody super excited about this. Not that the guest was bad, but it's not somebody that's on camera. This is it's somebody that... It's not Johnny Bananas. Yeah, this is somebody that works um, in in reality TV production that Ashley actually did an interview with. I was not home for it. Behind the scenes. And um, so that we did that last week. Uh, and we, uh, after that... Um, me and Ashley did a podcast, which was last week's podcast, and we were planning on doing dropping this one this week, uh, but you know, 
things happen and people don't want to lose their jobs and whatnot. So we got to respect that. So now Ashley and I are sort of doing an episode that we are not necessarily prepared for. Yeah. Well, usually we plan so far in advance. As you guys know, charts, diagrams, you know, I mean, we're watching up to two reality shows a week. I mean, at least. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, this week we didn't really get to watch. We dropped the ball a little bit. It was also a busy ass week, but you know what? Everybody has a busy week, right, Nick? That's true. Uh, this weekend I, I wrote, produced and performed in a sketch show. It was so fun. I was a part of it. Yep. And we, uh, um, that was on Saturday, which was kind of fun. It was, it was, it was not that much fun for me. I'll be honest. Well, you had a lot of stress. I was stressed out about it because I had a lot to do and um, I also couldn't watch the show. The the way the show was kind of uh, created. You it, were backstage it, most it, of the time. Most of the performers were allowed to be out and watch the show. And I was backstage um, with another person, Steve O'Brien, a great comedian. And he, uh, me and him just were kind of getting props ready. And really coming up with bits and jokes for bits. In the moment. In, right before the moment. Because we realized that we had created a bunch of characters and jokes. And then as the show was going on, we kind of looked at each other and go, we need another thing here. And then that's when we look around uh, backstage and uh, we found we find something and we're like, what about this? And we're like, all right, let's try that. And then we'd go out and do it. And I think half of them were funny. So that's good. Personally, I had a blast. I was playing um, what my, my dream job, which is a teenage YouTube star. Which ties into actually something that we're going to talk about today, which it is interesting. It does. And I played her on stage, and that was really fun. Betty Goop was her name. She was uh, shouting out to all the Goopsters in the audience. Yeah. And I think, you know, I was bummed you didn't get to see my performance because you wrote the piece, and I really the gave piece. it all I got. <laughs> And you were backstage kind of freaking because the tech guy didn't have the uh, the right slides. And you yeah, were trying to... I'm not going to mention the theater that it's at because it's a theater that, you know, I've been performing at for a long time. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's normally fine, um, except this time, I guess we had a show that was at 7 p.m., which is maybe an hour before they normally do Saturday shows. And not everybody was informed that we were going to do a show. We weren't, People seemed confused. We weren't on the marquee. <laughs> you know, um, the door guy showed up like 10 minutes after the show was supposed to start. Yeah. And like, walked backstage and was like, is there a show going on here? And then uh, I literally had toilet paper wrapped around my head <laughs> rehearsing a line. And I was like, I ripped the toilet paper off my head. And I was like, yes. And it starts at seven. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, sorry, man. And then kind of shuffled out. But the tech guy, the tech guys are very important when you're doing like a anything but a stand up show. Tell our audience what a tech guy is. It's the guy who is in the tech booth. I'm sure you know what that is. That's where like the lights and the and the sound and uh, any sort of technical aspects that happen in a theater. Uh, I guess in a small theater, they call it a tech booth. I don't know what they call it if you go to the Grand Ole Opry or yeah. if, you go, if you go. You know in Wizard of Oz when they pull back the curtain and yeah. the uh, the little guy standing there pulling all the levers? That's y- the tech guy. Yeah, so this guy wasn't really informed of the show, even though we had been in contact with him through email. Anyway, all of the tech really didn't work, and I was kind of told I had to sort of run tech like a gorilla style in the back 
off my iPhone. And uh, as the show started, I realized nobody turned that uh, <laughs> microphone on back there. And so I was texting another producer of the show, like, can you ask that? And then they turned it on. And then it seems like maybe somebody turned it off again. Long, and so it was, it was long ridiculous. Long story short, Nick missed my performance. I missed an a show that I wrote. I didn't get to see it. Uh, and uh, You performed in it. I performed in it. Um, I would say I gave, I would say, I would give my performance a uh, C plus on the show. Okay. Well, I have a present for you today, Nick. Are you ready? Sure. I found a list online of uh, the most cringeworthy failed reality shows. Let's hear them. So this is pretty exciting. The first one. Now, I don't know anything about this, so I may have seen some of these. um, These are all shows that were just, I think we can all describe them as a disaster after you hear about this. First one is called Armed and Famous. Five C-list celebrities trained to be reserve police officers. C-list celebrity. I think you count as that, Ash. You should have been on this show. (laughs) Six episodes and one wrongful search lawsuit later, and it was canceled. So they got into some... Can you give us one of the... Who was uh, one of the C-listers? I'm just looking at the... um, I'm looking at the the picture of the show and... uh, um, What's his name? The son, the Osborne son is on oh, there. Oh, Jack Osborne. And then one of the guys. Oh, uh, the dude from Chips. Yeah, the um, dude from Chips. The dude from Chips. Uh, oh, um, uh, oh, uh, uh, the little the little person from Jackass. Yeah. Oh, Wee Man, Wee Man. Yep. <laughs> and I don't know. Is that oh Latoya God. Jackson? Yes, it, I think it is. I actually need to see that show. <laughs> okay, continue. Um, this is the next one. This is called The Baby Borrowers. The oh. Baby Borrowers. <laughs> Sounds like it should have failed in the room. Teen couples who think they are ready to be parents have to take care of babies. It's basically the real life version of that creepy mechanical doll you had to take home for health class. Oh, I just thought of a short film. Somebody takes one on one of those home and it turns into a real baby. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay. Strike so, that from the record, editor. <laughs> I looked this show up because I found it so disturbing because the pictures are a bunch of teens holding babies that aren't theirs. And this show um, had to be shut down because of the National um, Children's Psychology Organization. Like, all of these children advocacy organizations stepped in, and they were like, you're basically causing trauma in these kids. Like, you are separating them from their caregiver, and they don't realize, they don't have the cognitive skills to understand that their caregiver is coming back in three days. You're, like, creating real-life trauma they're going to have to deal with for the rest of their life. Uh, what is there a show or is this something I came up with or something? What is the I remember there being a show or a maybe it was a YouTube thing, a web series where it was like a child services um, person. Oh, my God. Um, but it was a child who had to go in and like deal with all like as a detective. No, this is a dream you had. (laughs) That's not real. (laughs) I don't know. It's either something that I thought was really funny and I was trying to pitch it for a thing I was doing or something that I saw. Okay. So So there you go, guys. This is um, actually, if you guys want to read this on your own, it's on guff.com, G-U-F-F, a website I've never heard of. Is that it? Are those the only ones? I don't know, baby. Oh, I got he- some more. Let's hear. This one's called The Will. I looked for this and couldn't find it. I already think I like this <laughs> one. The, um, this show is about a family competing to see who gets all the money when dad kicks the bucket. Um, after one episode, it was canceled. 
and um, Cold Case aired in its place. And their promo show... (laughs) The Cold Case episode about the dad's death aired in its place. The promo of the show has just this, like, this family could not be more peak 2006. Um, And it's a a whole family photo. And then the dad is kind of, like, blacked out. And so is one of the young teenage daughters. So I'm thinking maybe she died with the dad, too. Let's hope. Um, It's just a real creepy promo shot. Okay, so next one up. Um, this one is not that exciting, but I bet you'll like it. It's called Hulk Hogan Celebrity Championship Wrestling. Oh, interesting. So this is like a tough enough. Oh, celebrity. Okay, yeah, so, Danny yeah. Bonaducci, Bonaducci yep. uh, and Dustin Diamond. They wrestled. Oh, that's funny. These are the people. They these are the um like the off kilter celebrities they get for all the violent reality shows because I believe they did celebrity boxing. The mm. both of them too. Um, and I think that uh, Dustin Diamond got beat up by, um, I think he boxed um, uh, Tanya Harding. Or what? Some, yeah, I think so. And Dustin boxing, Diamond was Screech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, in, he, in prison for stabbing somebody. He, I've interacted with him at the farmer's market. I used to work at the Brooklyn Farmer's Market. You never told me about this? I'm sure that we discussed it. I was the tomato girl at the Brooklyn Farmer's Market. And one day I look up and Dustin Diamond is squeezing my tomatoes, you know, give them a little, testing them to see their firmness. And I'm like, this guy looks so familiar. And he was, um, he was like, how much are the tomatoes? And I was like, two sixty nine a pound. He asked me about where they came from. We talked a little bit about the farm. He bought a pound. He was really nice. And then he left. And then I was like, oh shit, that was screech, y'all. I would pay good money yeah. to have Dustin Diamond squeeze my <laughs> tomatoes. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, he was just like a real uh, pleasure. He was I'm, easy to talk to. I'm and... sure he's squeezing a lot of tomatoes in prison. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Uh, next one is, I want to marry Harry. Do you remember this? So some, Yes, a person wanted to marry Harry from yeah. Harry and the Hendersons. No, they wanted to marry Prince Harry, the British prince. And the idea was this was a reality show competing to marry Harry. And uh, it's sort of the Joe Millionaire type uh, model where you at the end, you're like, oh, it's not really Harry. But the problem is, is that the dude don't look like Harry. He's yeah. just a redhead. It's interesting. It's it, it, the way you say Harry is like Harry. Yeah. Um, like you have a hairy body. Yeah. Um, and so I just made the connection of Harry and the Hendersons was supposed to be playing on that because oh. he's like a big hairy uh, uh, Sasquatch. We have a guy. We have one of the kids that we teach whose name is Harry, and he hates that I say Harry. And then I try and say Har. I try to say however else anyone else says it. Harry. It, it comes out as Harry. I say Harry sometimes. It's Harry. 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 It's not Harry. 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 The name H A R R Y is Harry. It's Harry. Harry. Ha. Like ha ha ha. Not hey hey hey. Whatever, man. Like, say ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Harry. Ha ha ha. Maybe Harry. Right. Oh, it's Harry. Ha ha Harry. The benefactor number six is sounds the like benefactor. The will. This sounds like the will to me. Mark Cuban decided if contestants were CEO material by having them compete in a game of, you want to guess? Tag? Jenga. This is an actual show about people competing to be CEOs by playing Jenga. That's pretty dope. And probably what happens. Mark Cuban was the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. He's one of the sharks on Shark Tank. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, rich people are like crazy. He also owns Esquire Network, which I don't know if that still is Esquire Network. Is that still a magazine? Um, I 
possibly. Uh, but he, he, I don't know. It was called HD Network for a mm. while when HD was brand new. Yeah, it, this was like the one of the first channels that was all in HD. Yeah, they had a lot of really cool reality shows. A lot of um more like hosted, uh, hosty sort of shows. So they had a show called Three Sheets that me and my dad really liked, mm. um, which was hosted by a show a man named Zane Lamphrey, which I guess was like a stand up comedian at one point. But he would go. It was a. It was the first travel show that was just drinking. So he would go to different countries. He would drink their like a local stuff. Yeah. And it was really fun. He was clearly getting drunk, which is what I liked about it. Because a lot of these shows, there was Insomniac was, I think, the first, which was David Tell. Yeah. And, but that was more like the nightlife. You know, I do a, a stand up set at night and then I t check out those cities at night. And, and because it's a tell and because it's a comedian thing and because it's cities and it was a lot of drinking. Right. Zane Lamphrey, it was more of a travel show. He would go to different countries. What I used to love about this was at the um like the tag like you know you have to have a tag at the very end of the show yeah he would always have like a local uh hangover cure so oh. like um if he was in uh you know let's just say great britain he would wake up and have like bangers and mash or something or right. like uh blood pudding or something like that you know that's cool um and it was really cool like i mean it, uh it won a couple of seasons like i remember he was like in a jungle like cutting a root pouring the juice from the root in a thing uh, purifying it and drinking straight from the root. It was oh like God. grain alcohol, basically, from a, th you know, and he's with the, uh, you know, uh, tribesmen. You know, it was a lot of really fun stuff, but I mean, he was getting uh, real fucked up. And, do you uh, it was have, a lot of fun. Do you have yourself a um, hangover cure, a tried and true hangover cure? No, no. I mean, I used, I remember in college somebody told me you got to eat greasy food. I don't know. It sops it up. I was like, what? What? You're supposed to eat greasy food before because uh, it absorbs the alcohol. Guess what, drink. guys? I don't drink. Yeah, Nick's not a drinker. I, I drink every once in a while, but, um, you know, uh, are we allowed to talk about your situation? Yeah, we can talk about it. Ashley um, did a sober, is doing a sober October, I guess you can call it, yeah. even though you just kind of started before October. It started as a sober September, and now it's bled over to a sober October. Yeah, and, and you just hit 30 days. No, Yesterday. No, no booze, so yeah. congratulations to Thanks. Ashley Brooke Roberts. Thank you, baby. Who, who I want to go on record saying does not have a problem drinking, but no. is just kind of trying to be healthy and, and you know, be, living in New York City, being a... Uh, in entertainment you end up drinking casually more often than i think a normal human being would well yeah if you're a stand-up comedian in new york you're getting paid in drinks and yeah, if you're performing every night that means you're drinking every night and eventually you have to go you know what i'm going to take a little bit of a break yeah so um i don't know i didn't really have a hangover cure i would just when i was really when i was drinking when i was younger yeah um i would just drink until i threw up and then I would pass out and wake up and feel kind of okay. When you throw up, throw up the night of, yeah. the morning after, you really just need like a long hot shower because you kind of got it all out of your system. Yeah. Not, not the blood out of your, the alcohol out of your blood, but like all of the contents of the sugar and stuff are not sitting in your stomach anymore. Right. So, uh, you know, and I just was not a good drinker. I, I it wasn't like I was going crazy or I would be drinking like a case of beer, but like, my stomach doesn't tolerate it, and I get hungover almost immediately. Yeah. Especially when I drink beer. If I drink beer, um, like, I would say after my second beer, if I'm not following that up with another beer immediately, I start to feel the effects of, like, a headache mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know what that is about. I sweat a lot, especially when I drank, like, because yeah. I was a lot heavier when I was really drinking. Um, I sweat 
I would start sweating and I think that would just the alcohol would just start coming out of I would just start detoxing basically and you it would do have like cause a, a quick like maybe it's a blood sugar thing like because the alcohol has a lot of sugar in it especially beer who knows so maybe it's something like that you just have a quick turnover with alcohol because I would remember you would finish a beer and then you'd be like I either have to have another one or I have to go home yeah it's it's not a lot I, I can't really hang out with then I you mean, get a headache and you start feeling crappy honestly I, I forgot about this because I've gained 20 pounds but um, I lost 100 pounds in 2017, and part of my diet, which was the ketogeno diet, ketogeno ketogenic <laughs> diet, the keto keto ketogenic. Um, you really can't drink. I mean, you, you can drink. you can have uh, vodka soda, but kind of, kind of. What what that does, it doesn't kick you out of ketosis, which is what's making you lose weight. But what it does is it it stops you from losing weight, and it stops you from getting the positive effects until the alcohol is burned off in your system. Yeah, because you can't have any sugar on that diet. Like Alcohol no is just bad for you. So that kicked me out. Guys, if you want to uh, like kill two birds with one stone, if you're thinking like maybe I'm drinking a little too much and also I got to lose a bunch of weight, go on keto. Go on like a healthy keto diet. You can do vegan keto, people. And vegan it, keto yeah, is a thing. Absolutely. And it's uh, and you can, you know, it, it, it gave me a reason to not drink other than like, I don't really feel like it or mm-hmm. I don't really like it because I would say that anyway. Like, I don't want to drink tonight or... I just don't like drinking. And then you go out and you have three beers, you know, yeah. or you go out, you have a gin and tonic and it's a the beer. The problem is that there's nothing to do. There with is your, nothing to do as an with adult. With your friends. Yeah. If you are, a, if you are a childless couple. Yeah. That means you're not out looking for a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a whatever friend. And you're also, um, you know, and you, but you're and you're together and you don't have, you don't have a child to look after. Of course we have a beautiful Lily. Our yeah. Cat. Lily the cat. Um, but she's pretty low maintenance. Um, you really don't have anything to do as a, an adult. You just yeah. work, you come home, you watch reality TV or sometimes, you know, uh, other TV. Friday Night Lights. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's, uh, it's tough. And, and what, how do you, what do you do as an adult? Well, I don't know. You either read and go to bed early or you go out and you drink. Play cards. Yeah. I'm always trying to get Nick to play cards. Yeah, but I don't drink. I told you that. And if you're not drinking while playing cards, it's lame. Listen, we have to start playing cards as a couple more. I'm serious about we will, this. We will. Um, I want to say my hangover cure was told to me by a friend, um, comedian Kate Berlant, told me that I had told her this. So she was like, you know, the hangover cure you told me about. And I was like, she told it to me. I never heard of it before in my life, but I did it. And now it's my tried and true method. Half, uh, you take a glass, you fill it up with half seltzer, half Sprite, and you squeeze three whole lemons in there. And it's like cures you. There's something about the sugar and the vitamin C combo. It's well, you're. I think de- I think you're detoxing from your sh- the sugar. Yeah, the, that's spiking in your blood. So that makes sense. I mean, a little tip for you uh, new uh, uh, drug heads out there. Um, if you're trying marijuana and you and you end up freaking out and you don't know what's going on, and this is something an old wise man told me. Of course, I'm I don't do drugs. So um, you are supposed to uh, drink a Coke yeah. if you're like having a bad trip on, on marijuana because apparently that's also a blood it, – it, sometimes it can – Marijuana has blood sugar things. That's it, what the munchies are about. Well, yeah. That's why you get so hungry and so your blood sugar drops maybe yeah. and then you start kind of panicking and you start feeling crazy and also you're like – 
under the influence. Look, which, Nick and I are really into blood sugar yeah, yeah, <laughs> over here. Called, I've decided episode. that my anxiety is all blood sugar related because I, I had a couple shows. I had a bunch of shows actually this weekend. And on Friday, I was freaking out before one of my shows. I was having all this anxiety. And Nick was like, have a Coca-Cola and let that sugar. It might be a blood sugar thing. I had a Coke and it helped. Yeah, I said have a Coke. And then later I realized that we weren't eating sugar. I had We already had made a pact. We both eat, we both came home one day feeling fat and we threw out our little uh, dark chocolate candy bars that we had. <laughs> and then like the next couple of days, Ashley was having this issue and I'm like, oh, you're probably hungry. You should drink a Coke. And then later I was like on that call, I was like, you know what? Why don't you just eat an RX bar? There's sugar in there. <laughs> I was like, too late. Yeah. <laughs> I've already decided to have a Coke. Um, but yeah, so I, I uh, my, my hangover cure really was never... I just never got to use it, really. I, I don't know. I would just wake up, feel shitty, eat shitty, and that's that was how I lived <laughs> my life. that's life. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was it. Um, but it does help when you don't drink. You don't really wake up feeling awful. But on, since this is the blood sugar episode, I will say I have not eaten yet. It is, uh, let's see what time it is right uh, now. Almost 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. Haven't eaten yet. And yeah, it's making me edgy. Yeah. I want to throw my my microphone out the window. Nick's strangling a little chicken in his uh, hand. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, that seems like it may be like a euphemism. Is that a, as well, soon as ch- I well, said choking it? Choking the chicken is uh, is something dirty. <laughs> strangling a chicken is seems dirtier. I knew it, when it came out of my mouth, I knew that it was it was alluding to something, but I was Guys, you to gotta <laughs> check this out. Nick's strangling his chicken over here. He needs breakfast. That's what it means when you don't have your omelet, you gotta strangle the chicken. I guess I was trying to think about I was trying to one up the idea of you squeezing a stress ball. Well, next time one down it because it's getting a little (laughs) saucy on the pond. Okay, up next is the seventh um, show to be canceled because it was too outrageous for reality television. And it's called Blood. All My Babies Mamas. (laughs) (laughs) Eleven children, ten mothers, one man. Oh, this horrible. Zero aired episodes yeah yeah did let's, not even keep make it to aired. television let's keep them not aired are you hot is number <laughs> is number eight this beauty contest involved lorenzo llamas using a laser pointer to verbally abuse <laughs> contestants bodies sounds like somebody never got over renegade being canceled is what this guff writer wrote oh interesting first of all are you hot i thought that was like you wear four sweatshirts <laughs> and you hang out in a hot room the first person to pass out wins um you know it's interesting what that that laser pointer thing yeah taken straight from the uh, Howard Stern show, the E mm. show. Back in the day, they used to do evaluations. And so they would bring somebody, uh, a woman, mm-hmm. would email and go, I want to know if I'm good enough for Playboy. And then so he would be like, all right, you want to come down here? Come down, come down. And then they'd, he'd get a panel of like losers mm. to sit there. And then she would disrobe. And then they would point out like all of the weak spots. Well, you're going to have to work on this with a laser pointer. You're going to mm. have to figure this out. Yeah. And that was That's Howard awful. Stern's fame. Yeah, it was, it was awful. What made it a little tolerable mm-hmm. was I was 11 when I was watching it mm. on the E! Show. Sure, that really helped you it, with your sense of women it did standards. but it, but it also these women knew the deal they <sighs> asked to be on the show they, they don't would ask know the deal 
they are the deal. <laughs> you don't know the deal. You are the deal. Listen. Victims of internalized misogyny. I've changed. Howard Stern has changed. You don't do that stuff no more. Thank God. Um, there. I mean, you can't really dig back into Howard Stern's uh, archives these days. I mean, he's made every mistake in the book. Um, so it's tough. But he's changed. I don't really listen to the show anymore. It's fine. Um, I want to move on. Let's move on. Okay. I'm not going to read all of these. No, keep going. We have nothing else. We had that show we watched that uh, I want to talk I have about. Eight th- I have eight seconds to talk about that show. I'm not so. going to name all of these because some of these is not I'm enough gonna, information. I'm going to need 10 more minutes of this. Okay. Number 10, Mr. Personality. Uh, it's like The Bachelorette. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A show about me? <laughs> you wish. It's a show about like The Bachelorette. Can I say something? No. What do you got? Senior of high school, yearbooks came out. Superlatives were given out. Big Nick, best personality. Best personality. That's right. And yeah, and I, I was a little disappointed in cla- not getting class get clown. Funniest? It was class clown. Here's the thing class clown went to the guy who would put pencils up his nose. Oh. I was just friends with everybody. Everybody liked me a lot. And I wasn't necessarily trying. I, in senior year, I was already doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. I had already decided this was a small beans to like try to uh, disrupt class and be funny, get laughs in class. So I would, pro- I would usually just make fun of people under my breath to whoever was sitting next to me. And what happened to Class Clown? He's on SNL. He's, Pete Davidson, everybody. He, he died in a car accident. Shit. You know, my high school didn't give out superlatives, and I feel like I was ripped off. Yeah. Um, Why? What did you think you would get? Most likely to succeed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this show is called Mr. Personality. It's like The Bachelorette, but all the men have to wear these like horrible nightmare masks. And Monica Lewinsky was kind of the host. I'm not really sure. But the um, the promo pic, check that out, Nick. It is truly disturbing. I don't know what you call those masks. Uh, oh, my ha- God. Well, I'll tell you what. The masks look like MF Doom masks, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, they're a little more rounded, but they Iron are maiden-esque. Cre- yeah. Um, oh, you know what they kind of look like? Um, glad- gladiator masks. Gladiator masks. Ba- Mr. Personality. It's like the Bachelorette, but the men all wear horrible nightmare masks. I just masks. read this. I literally just read this. <laughs> Wait, what was Monica Lewinsky doing on this I show? I think she was an executive producer, but you know what? Let me find out for sure. One of these men is the president <laughs> of the United States. <laughs> Guys, are you listening to The Burn? The Burn is a fantastic podcast put out by Slate. This is not, we are not paid to do this, but they are going through the um, Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky. It's a political uh, podcast where they kind of tell you the story. Uh, and they're going through the uh, Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky stuff. And it's so great. And you should listen to it. And uh, I just, you know, I really didn't know anything about it. I was like so young when it happened. I remember it. I remember watching his statements of I did not have she sexual relations. She was the relations. host. She was the host. She was the host. Yeah, I um, have a new appreciation for Monica Lewinsky, um, you know, uh, after listening to most of this podcast. I have like two episodes left. But uh, boy, oh boy, she got the raw end of the deal. And it was, they really, it does make, this is a pro-Clinton podcast. Because they make him sound like it was just like school schoolboy love. You know what I mean? Also, did you see that um, um, uh, Hillary uh, did like a, I don't know, an article. She was interviewed somewhere this week. Yeah, and she I was saw it. Talking about how she's still defending uh, her husband over yeah. the Monica Lewinsky stuff. 
uh, said that it was not an abuse of power. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's interesting. Where do you land on that? I mean, it's there. It's clearly an abuse of power. You can't. He's the president of the United States of America, and she's like huh? a twenty-one-year-old intern. Say it, again. There's no way to take out his power from that equation. God, is, he was so good at it, though. He was really good at be- making you feel like he wasn't abusing his power, and also making you feel like uh, he was like just like man. I'm just like really smitten with you. Like I'm it was. I'm just more disappointed that Hillary still has to talk about that. Uh, moving on to number thirteen, it's called Smile. You're under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know this one. Can I guess this one? Yeah. This is where people who have like warrants for their arrest, they get um like a like a coupon in the mail that says come to this all-inclusive spa and they go to this spa and as they're like being like m- massaged and in a steam room, the SWAT team busts in and and then the uh the sheriff comes in and arrests you on a reality TV show. That could possibly be what it is. This is a candid camera prank show, uh, but also a way for police to lure out wanted felons. This is it. I've seen this show. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> is it really? Yes. Except what happened I think, to it? I think like the the guy is like um, Arpe- Arpeo. Like the guy, he's like a horrible like. Republican like uh, sheriff that like runs uh, like all of those like really terrible prisons where they like oh yeah it's like outdoor prisons where everybody they're like trying to emasculate the men by putting them in pink jumpsuits Mm -hmm. and you know he's like a a Arpaio I think is the guy okay so you saw episode three possibly um you saw episode three which happened in the spa and that was the last episode okay i definitely saw this and And i'm looking for that guy's name you keep saying but i can't see i don't know i I feel dumb like trying to guess like who this guy is but i know that the person who ran the thing like the host who is like arresting everybody is like an infamous asshole Mm. um but that does not take away from how entertaining that one episode i watched was it says starring revolving cast yeah you watched the third episode Wanted fugitives are led to believe they have won the VIP treatment at a yeah. new spa yeah. called JL Spa after completing yoga and various JL rela- Jail Spa. <laughs> after completing <laughs> so yoga good. and various relaxation services, a group of deputy sheriffs arrest them in the middle of a facial. Sheridan, <laughs> is that the guy you kept saying? Yeah, no, 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 no. I, oh. I, 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 I fudged up. But- Sheridan poses as spa owner Skip Towns and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Because these guys skipped town. I love it. And the spa's name is intended as a joking reference to jail. The presence of cameras is explained to the fugitives as being part of a promotional video being shot for the spa. They are occasionally told to say things for the camera, such as, I always look and feel best when I'm in jail spa. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. um, These poor guys. (laughs) This is horrible. Um, Man, these... So there's three of them. Should I read the other two episodes? Sure. Okay, here's episode two it aired um on january 3rd 2009 wanted fugitives are lured to a fake movie set with the promise <laughs> of 300 dollars transported by the jl time limo service they are asked to participate as extras in a pre- pretended film the lime green line described as a prison film intended to be more kid-friendly during the supposed filming, 
Uh, Stores messes up his lines, and Sheridan, the director, asks the fugitives to step in and play the lead role instead. Dressed in a prison outfit, the actor is asked to recite lines such as, if I knew I had a warrant, I would have taken care of it, (laughs) before being handcuffed to the prison bars of the set. Okay, first of all, this show is brilliant, and it really is like Nathan for you before Nathan for you. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Everyone else then leaves before returning to tell the fugitives that they are on a prank show then revealing the twist that they are also being arrested <laughs> and one instance- hey bro bro i know you're upset but that was actually awesome work we got we got a good episode here so just you could be proud of you could be proud of that be proud of that in one instance the crew discovered that the person they had lured was not actually the fugitive in question <laughs> but someone who had stolen that person's identity <laughs> That's a big twist. <laughs> they then arrested that individual after discovering he had a warrant for his arrest, uh, his arrest as well. Wow. Very this dope. Is, this very, is, very dope. I can't believe it only lasted three episodes. I know. That's, uh, I guess, inhumane or whatever, but yeah. uh, still great it stuff. It does seem wrong. It seems and, like... Uh, nothing wrong. It's not as wrong as The Bachelor is. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like still, like luring people who are, uh, you know not smart enough to realize they're going to be made fun of on television. It's uh, almost the same goddamn thing. Next one is number 14, Man versus Beast. Um, this is about humans and animals who compete in challenges like tug of war and hot dog eating contests. This is awesome. The promo pick is like of a man and a chimpanzee doing pull-ups. Um, the problems that the reason why it was canceled is because animals didn't care about competing on reality television and just wouldn't do the competitions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why aren't you uh, trying to pull this tractor trailer <laughs> with your teeth, horse? Um, okay, this one is called number nineteen, the Hasselhoffs. Um, this is just a seems to be just a show about David Hasselhoff and his two daughters. Was this after or before the viral video of him drunk eating a cheeseburger on the floor? After. Yeah, yeah. they were like, "Wow, that got a lot of hits." Yeah. Uh, looks like you're back in, Hoff. Looks, looks like you have a drinking problem that we can um, monetize. Yeah. Um, and then number 20 is a show that I wanted to watch, and I think that I started watching part of this show and then stopped, which is Utopia, a program oh, about... Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Did we watch we, that? We, we did try to watch it, because that's watched, pretty like, recent. That, that happened a couple of, a couple of uh, years ago. Yeah, like four years ago, probably. Yeah, we'll talk to say what it is. A program about creating the perfect civilization. Unfortunately, the perfect civilization would never tolerate a reality show as bad as Utopia, is what this person wrote. Yeah, on like the people article. were like going to the Utopia spot and trying to watch it, like while it was actually happy- happening. Yeah, remember oh. they would have to like dig a hole and yeah. like go to the, you know, yeah, we watched it. It was like, and, but it was like one of these things that I just can't get on board with at the moment or even at that time where it was like, Oh no, this is not just a show that's on TV. This is, if you want to watch it, this is going to be the only thing that you're going to watch because it's on three times a week. It's right. four hours a there's day. An, there's an online. Yeah, uh, it's like Big Brother streaming. situation, which also seems like what Love Island is. Like, I went to go watch Love Island on Hulu, and then I looked at the first season. There was like 55 episodes. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. I just can't do it. We can only watch so much. Um, yeah, and sometimes none. Which brings <laughs> us to the reality show we watched this week. Can I get some theme music? Dun dun dun! Hey, what's the name of the show? Oh, I don't. I don't know. 
Oh, oh um, I didn't set you up well the, for that. The Escape Mansion, I think it's called. Well, let, let's go ahead. We you- were try- we were trying to find a new show to watch this week to talk about on the on the cast and the podcast. They call it Cast and Showbiz for short. So it's we called, found it's it's called an, uh, Escape the Night. So we we found two shows. I found a show called Prank My Mom um, that I started watching, ho- hosted by Vivica A. Fox, and it's a Lifetime show. And I stopped watching it because it was bumming me out because these moms were like getting pranked and they were pretty sad. And and the the hook of the show was uh, let's push mom's love to the limit or something like that. Let's see how far this mom's love can go. And the one I watched were these sons that were telling their moms that they had impregnated their friend's mom. And then their friend's mom like showed up at this dinner and was like, okay, now my husband wants like an order for this to be okay. Like now you have to sleep with my son. It was so weird and fucked up i stopped watching it halfway through yeah and as soon as well what basically it wasn't even like we were trying to watch a show like how ashley was trying to say sorry i made fun of your voice um is that how i sound to you (laughs) i wanted to do a thing um we realized this morning that we weren't going to be able to post the podcast that uh, we had already sort of recorded uh, at least not right now so we were scrambling for something uh, it was too much we had to move a car a lot of things so i went to the gym while Ash- ashley was taking uh the car and i as i got to the gym i, j- I just on the train over there i googled um best reality or best youtube reality shows because i know i can watch youtube at the gym yeah. So then I found a show and I, I called Ashley and I was like, hey, watch this show. And Ashley was like, I'm already watching Prank My Mom. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. I will see <laughs> if I can watch that. And it turns out I could have watched it. And by the by the time I was like, I can watch Prank My Mom on Lifetime at the gym. Uh, you were like, nah, that show's depressing me. <laughs> Let's watch this other one. I really like it. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, the one that Nick had sent over, yeah. which is Escape the Night. It's on YouTube. You need to have a, a YouTube Red, which is a, a subscription service. But I think I'm going to sign up for the month trial just to finish watching this show. Yeah, the first episode, episode you can watch for free. It is got me i am hooked well why don't you explain what the show is so they take a bunch of uh, youtube stars which i did not recognize any of these youtube stars but they clearly are um famous people because they talk about followers and stuff this is also from 2016 and they put them this is this is basically like a hybrid of um the game clue with the escape the room activities that are popular now and a reality television show so it's set up as if it's reality television but they also know that they're playing a game this is really blurring the line between scripted and reality there's more scripted in this than i've ever seen in any reality show and it's called reality yeah so um yeah it's uh do you have the cast in front of you? Um, eleven, basically like eleven, maybe twelve uh, people are brought to a mansion, a haunted mansion. They have to dress up as if it's the nineteen twenties. They have to leave all of their technology behind, and they arrive at this house for mysterious reasons. They're not really sure why. They're all assigned character traits. So one is the hustler, one is the jazz singer, one is the fixer, one is the journalist, and they have to play to these characters so all these beautiful youtube stars show up in the 1920s house and the 1920s clothes knowing the characters they have to play one man is sort of hosting them he's like i dreamed of this house and it was given to me and now i know i'm supposed to host this dinner with you while they're hosting this dinner one of the youtube stars is poisoned whoa and they have
have 15 minutes to find the th- the three keys that will unlock the antidote that will save him. Now, they're doing this like an escape the room type styles. Here's a symbol here, which leads me to this, which makes me do this, blah, blah, blah. They cannot save him. And now the first episode ends with them trying to figure out who poisoned this YouTube star. Now, the thing that was so interesting about this is that once again, it is clearly all fake. It is just like the movie slash board game Clue, but they're doing reality style interviews where they will like cut to the person and being like, I don't even know what is happening. I just know I don't want to be the next person to get poisoned. And <laughs> yeah, it's pretty goofy. It's hosted by the the main guy who's like brought all these YouTubers to the house is a YouTuber himself called Joey Graceffa. Um, and some of the cast is Eva Gutowski, uh, Ollie White. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Timothy uh, De La Ghetto. Um, uh, Glozell. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of people who I've seen before. Now, this was very triggering for me. Um, I was working at a on a television a daily television show in which um, the mandate from from up top was, hey, uh, now the only people that kind of get people to watch things are YouTube stars. So that's kind of who we're going to be catering to. We're going to have a lot of those people on this show. So if you guys can familiarize yourself with them and be able to pitch us stuff that they can do for the show. <laughs> and uh, a, a bunch of those people were on this show. And it just seeing these people made me go, oh, fuck, because I spent about a year racking my brain trying to figure out how do you make these people interesting on live television, not on YouTube, no editing tricks, just live television. And guess what? Couldn't do it. (laughs) Couldn't do it. It's pretty hard. (laughs) These people need editing. And that's why this show was not reality. It was like they need to be produced. Produced and then produced. (laughs) Um, It was really, really tough for me. How can this be billed as a reality program show? Who effing knows? How can they even get away with that? Well, I think the escape, though, it seemed like the only thing that was real was the um the game that we watched. So yeah. it's, I think the what escape the, the room the thing. The escape the room aspect of it where something happens and now you're given clues to figure this thing out. Yeah. They were all running around with like chickens with heads being ch- lopped off. Being strangled? They had strangling n- their ch- chickens. Strangling chickens. <laughs> they had no idea what was going on. Uh to watching these people try to to use clues to figure <laughs> out to find keys. It was They're the, like, but it's not a beauty blender. I don't understand. Yeah, it was really it was really, really tough. Um, but I mean, the show itself didn't get me. I mean, I don't know. Why did you like it? I loved it. And it's just right up my alley. I mean, I'm always trying to watch the movie Clue first off. That's yeah, you are. <laughs> what is up with that? That's something you should know about me. I just really love that movie. I always want to watch it. Nick hates it, refuses to watch it with me. Um, I love the movie Clue. I love, I love campy stuff like this where it's like you, you've been transported back in time and now you have to solve a murder i love thrillers you know as long as it's not a haunting if it's like a murder love um i love bad acting i love reality television i love youtube stars i mean it's really at the intersection of everything i enjoy the youtube stars is the thing that keeps me away from this i i i I don't want to say I don't like YouTube stars because there are some YouTube things that I watch that yeah. are kind of like what you would consider a YouTube star. 
Um, but it to me, it's not the comedy I'm looking for, which is kind of like catch. It's like kind of catchphrasey. And it's catchphrasey. Th- this was this was like the generation z's version of like um an abbott and costello meet the haunted mansion it was just like a bunch of bumbling idiots bumping into one another (laughs) saying wacky things and that's why i loved it (laughs) (laughs) um i yeah i think i'm probably gonna binge it today i have today all do not get youtube red i'm gonna do it don't do it what all right fine do it it's fine you guys if you have been listening to this podcast which i hope you've made it till the end um please go ahead and email us at realityblows at gmail.com realityblowspodcast at gmail.com and tell us which one of those canceled reality television shows you would like us to watch we will find it we will track it down we will find it and we will watch it and we will give you a full report. Isn't that right, Nick? Sure. And if you want me to finish watching, what's it called? Mystery House? An Invitation <laughs> yeah, to Death? I, uh, escape the Night. <laughs> then let me know because honestly, I'm probably going to finish watching it. You know what I just found by looking at it, Ash? What? There's Don't more, you tell me. There's more seasons. What? It's not just one season. Oh, now I'm out. What? It's got to be wrapped up in one season. No, I mean, there'll be, I'm sure this, it's just a new cast because I see that Liza oh, okay. Koshy is on the 2017. So it must have done well oh. to get the uh, YouTube heiress herself, Liza Koshy, who's actually wow. very talented. Yes. Um, And she is uh, on the second season of this. So uh, Joey Graceffa, man, he's really got it going on. Good for Liza Koshy, man. Uh, you can uh, find Ashley uh, Brooke Roberts at Ashley B. Roberts on Twitter. You can find this podcast at Reality Blows Pod on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at Nick Maritato on Instagram. That's N-I-C-K-M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. As always, please give us five stars on the Apple Podcast app, and may the YouTube star be with you. And hey, yo. Okay. Bye. <laughs>